Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Alright, welcome to a very special episode of Jobber Talk. This is not on a Saturday as usual. Because on Saturday, it will be the very first wrestling show in Mandala Park. And by wrestling show, I mean actual wrestling show, not like... Watching, having a viewing party, watching WrestleMania 30 with a bunch of screaming wrestling fans at 7 o'clock in the morning. And yeah, we're at the site right now with none other than my friend Mikers, a.k.a. Commissioner Mike Shannon, for now. For now. Because my boy... You gotta get your job, Commissioner of the Future, Gus Queens. I am so disappointed in you. I am so disappointed you and Martin. I thought you knew better. I'm sorry. You can't get the Gus out of me. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, guys, I'm here. Hi. I'm here right now with my friend uh, Michael. Uh, we're gonna talk about Mandala Park. And we're going to talk about MWF 7 Kasaysayan Part 2, Part 2, which is happening on Saturday, this 6 p.m. Saturday, 6 p.m. right here at beautiful Mandala Park in Pleasant Hills, Mandaluyong. And if you don't know where this is, it's it, just say it's Pure Gold Shaw. Because yeah. this is basically where we're at. It's Pure Gold. If you don't know Mandala, go for Pure Gold Shaw, Mandaluyong. This is the place. And yeah, we just talked about a screening, a special screening, which was WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30, that was back in 2014. To my knowledge, that was the first ever viewing party that they've ever thrown for WrestleMania. Not counting all those different morning screenings that Jack TV would run in cinemas like for a couple of years in a row. I don't know if you went to those. Uh, I did for WrestleMania 23 in Mega Mall. Oh, snap! I went to the WrestleMania 23 one, but the one in Glorietta. Ah, Glorietta. Yeah, it's nearer to your... Yeah. Of course, man. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about Mandala Park first and the significance. And we just said that five years ago, you guys met up here, watched WrestleMania 30, saw Daniel Bryan winning the title, saw The Undertaker lose his streak, saw, well, a lot of other things. A lot of other things. But yeah, I think the most important thing to come out of that day, and it's one of the reasons why... I'm so happy that we're here and it's all it's all coming together so beautifully. This is the first this place was the first time that me, Tarek and William ever met the men who would become Robin Sane and Mr. Lucha. And yeah, a lot of MWF PWR history was here mm-hmm. in that viewing party yeah, alone. We're actually doing the interview right now in Google Bar, although Google Bar used to be further down, so we're in a newer location. But still, we're basically in the same place. Yeah, and uh, this is the venue for Saturday's event, MWF7. And I think our friend already mentioned that this is like a full circle thing. So props to our friends. I, I don't know if it's Camus or Row, but one of you guys. So thank you for yeah ma- mentioning that. This oh, is full circle. Yeah, it really is, especially for us. I mean, we did the first ever viewing party back in 2014 as a way to keep up brand momentum after Joshi Jam, since we did make some noise with that. And, you know, it was a chance for all of us to be in the same room and scream our heads off. 
I mean, to be with all those wrestling fans, especially for that particular show, Undertaker lost the streak, Daniel Bryan finally became champion, it was magical. And the fact that that's where I would eventually meet, like I said, Robin Sane, Mr. Lucha, uh, Ryan, who's one of our referees. We all, we, they all came here. This is where we all met. This is where it all happened. And, you know, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I mean, like I, I, I told you a while ago, it's like one of those things where, you know, when I first met Robin Sane, he was like a centimeter skinnier <laughs> and he had bleached blonde hair. And now here he is. He's our champion and he's going to be defending it right over there in a couple of days. It's it's a dream come true. Hey man, speaking of Robin Sane, while you were talking about Robin Sane, something high flying just passed us by. Oh, really? Wasn't that an airplane noise earlier? Maybe. I might have missed it. I was too busy reminiscing, apparently. Yeah, this might be a uh, foreshadowing of high flying stuff we're going to see when Robin Sane takes on who for the MWF title? Rex Lowen. So it's going to be a dangerous title defense for one Robin Sane. I mean, you consider it, it's going to be his first uh, title defense in Philippine soil. It's also going to be Rex Lowen's first match from his injury. So both of those guys have a lot to prove, especially, you know, Robin Sane's been like, he's been working everywhere now. And then you've got someone like Rex Lowen, who's incredibly hungry, who wants that opportunity and who will do anything within his control to make those opportunities happen for him. So I think, you know, with those circumstances in place, we're in for a really good main event. Yeah, and that's the main event, Lowen versus Sane for the MWF title. But aside from that, we got a lot of, a lot of things in store. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of, lots of wrestling. Yeah, we got a tag team match. I think it's the Liwanags taking on. Youngblood. Ah, so it's like the light versus the dark. You can, that's, a, that's one way of looking at it, the light versus the darkness. It's going to be a very, very interesting tag team. Youngblood, you know, we saw how they came together at the end of 2018. They've proven themselves to be a very cohesive tag team unit since. We have the Liwanags who are really starting to gain influence, not just within the Manilaverse, but also all throughout Philippine wrestling. So you have to really wonder how that influence is going to play out. And, you know, there's so much we don't know about the Liwanags. So there's a chance they could exploit that. There's so many things that the Liwanags could do that could just take our breath away. So the challenge is really up to Youngblood. So let's see how Youngblood takes on a challenge. I think they're excited. They seem excited. Very. And why is there a chicken in this? I have no idea, but I'm happy there's a chicken here. There's also a few cats here. So the fact that the chicken and the cats all get along, that's that makes me happy. And it, oh, oh, wow. Okay, it's moving out. Okay. Uh, it might have pecked on our uh, equipment here. <laughs> might have. Um, although, you know, he seems curious right now. He just wants to hang out with all the people. Yeah, but speaking of curious, here's the curious case of the Liwanags. Mm-hmm. It was at Noche Buena when we finally saw the physical manifestation of Brother Moises after his long sojourn from MWF. I mean, we can say that as a unit, the young blood seemed poised. They, they took on the network in the Gus Global event. We saw them get their first win there. We haven't seen a Moises and Brother Jomar tag team winning or losing anything yet. Isn't that scary? That's the scary part because 
This is the first time since Moises Liwanag fought Frankie 13 back at MCS. The match. Yeah. And who knows how much has that been brewing inside of Moises Liwanag. Oh, how yeah. much that is going to be a factor for him to, you know, go all out against the young blood. And you consider Moises has, you know, Moises has really taken his time. You know, he came away from the spotlight apparently for a reason. We could only imagine what he what he's done with himself during that time, during that sabbatical. I mean, we've seen glimpses of what the Liwanags can do in mass, especially when you factor in someone like Sister Jorel in the mix. So if you have that deadly of a combination of someone uh, as unstoppable and unpredictable as Jorel, you have someone who's young and absolutely hungry, and Domar. And then you have their fearless leader, Moises Luanag, who's, a, I could imagine, spent the last year in like deep prayer and deep meditation you know it's hard to predict what could happen because the Liwanags are really such an unstoppable and frankly dangerous force it's 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 hard to gauge it's really hard to gauge which also makes them a very good challenge for the young blood to prove themselves this coming saturday indeed indeed and speaking of new people, new faces because we have the Young Bloods, a new group we also have a new masked wrestler, Luchadona and she's gonna fight another luchador Mr. Lucha I don't think Mr. Lucha is that thrilled about it to be honest, in fact you know he's not too happy about the fact that she's even here in the first place but I figure you know for her first match in might as well, you know, see what she can do with someone she can trust. And, you know, one of the things I love about Mr. Lucha is the fact that, again, if Mr. Lucha wanted to snap you in half, he could easily snap you in half. But he doesn't. He gives people an opportunity to surprise him. So, given how much of a gentleman luchador Mr. Lucha can be, in spite of what's happened in the past... I'd like to think that there is still that good in him to really carry things through, especially for her. So let's see how she does it. I know he's not thrilled about it. He's not happy. But what we could say about Mr. Lucha is that year one was a very polarizing year for Mr. Lucha. Mm -hmm. He turned on his friend Robin Sane. He settled, I think, a beef between him and PWR's own Jake DeLeon which gave MWF one of the most interesting inter-promotional matches within that span of year one. There was the six-man tag, there was even the history con, and then the war to settle the score. And now, what's your take on Mr. Lucha going to year two? You know, last year for Mr. Lucha, I think... You know, I think... You know, for many years among all of us, he's the one who took a lot of the brunt and a lot of the burden, and he carried a lot of that on his shoulders. And I think after a certain point, everything just snapped for him. You know, because, you know, when people would want to 
you know, trash us or do anything to us. He was always the one who'd come in to defend us. So I think a part of him felt a little taken back by some of the decisions that we had made. And again, we just want to make the community a lot more together, a lot more close-knit than it is. And I think that was one of the great things that we were able to do last year for year one. Except at the same time, it also came at the expense of Mr. Lucha's feelings, not just towards uh, people from other promotions, but also people within the promotion. So, you know, time can only tell what's going to happen. I would like to hope for the best, but let's see. He seems to have calmed down a bit, but then again, you're also dealing with a very giant and imposing force who can use that force whenever he wants to. So it's also very hard to gauge. Indeed, indeed, because this is the first event of MWF, and who knows if he's gonna gun for someone's gold. Wink, wink, nuts, nuts. And what other matches could we expect here again? Because I also recall there's gonna be a throwback match. It's gonna be Kyle Season versus Fabio Makisic. The first match Kyle Season had was the open challenge of Fabio Makisic back in what? Back in MS MCS. Yeah. And now here they are at it again. You know, it's actually going to be a very, very interesting match. I mean, whatever happens, Fabio McKeesig has a lot of opportunities coming his way. I mean, he proved that all throughout year one. If there was anyone who was truly in control of himself and his actions during uh, the first year, I mean, we can easily say that it's Fabio McKeesig. Do I agree with some of the things that he did and some of the things that he said? I can't. But at the same time, credit to Fabio Makisi because he basically bulldozed his way and got himself what he wanted to get to the finals of the MWF Championship Tournament. Uh, Robin Sane came out the w- victor of that, as we all know, but a lot could totally happen for Fabio Makisi. So... I think this is also going to be a good chance for Fabio to step back a little and to just have some fun. And we also know that he's up going up against Kyle Season. And, you know, Fabio Makisi could be pretty dastardly, but so can Kyle Season. Oh, yeah. So it's actually going to be a lot of fun to take a look at because we have two very dastardly forces at play here. So... Whatever your expectations are, because I'm sure we're going to see some really good wrestling out of it. But at the same time, you know, you also want to see what's going to happen when you put those two forces trying to outdo each other. We got the uh, mysterious Ninja Ryujin taking on mystery opponent. Since we don't know who the mystery opponent is, what are your thoughts of Ninja Ryujin going in as a commissioner? Mm-hmm. What do you foresee Ninja Ryujin role in year two of MWF? I think with Ninja Ryujin, you know, Ninja Ryujin has been a visible, has been a very visible peacekeeper among everyone. You know, yeah. One of the great things about, you know, Ninja Ryujin is that, you know, he's sort of like the glue that holds everyone together because he he understands everyone. He knows where everyone's coming from. And he really tries to, to bring peace among people. He tries he tried to bring peace among his friends. So I think we're going to see more of that. I'd like to see that part of Ninja Ryujin challenged. And it will be challenged because he will not know his opponent until the bell rings. Until the bell rings. Yeah. 
And what other matches do we have in store? I think we missed out on something. Let's see, where did we go through? We went through main event. We went through the tag match. We went through Lucha Donna. We went through Fabio Macchese. We went through all of them. Oh, that's all of them. That's all of them. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. I think you forgot the important segment here. Involves you. Involves a certain coach. <sighs> the... Election season in MWF kicks in this coming Saturday. Am I thrilled about it? Not really. But at the same time, you know, as commissioner of the Manila Wrestling Federation, I've always made it a point to be as democratic as possible and to make sure that everything is, you know, really met right down the middle. So if this is what it takes to ensure that security and that sense of democracy and freedom in the Manila Wrestling Federation, so be it. I willingly agree to this. Am I happy about it? No. But at the same time, you know, I, we're also giving the fans the chance to dictate the future of the Manila Wrestling Federation, which is a very, very big thing. And it it's basically me extending my trust to them and you know, I'm at a position where I know where I, I I know the things that I've done right, and I know where I've done wrong, and I'm very open and transparent about all those things. And hopefully, if you guys are listening to this before the show, and you guys want to cast your votes, I've been transparent so far. I've been fair so far. So if you want to see more of that, vote for me. But I'm not gonna try to push it or anything. Indeed, this is a Gus project. No, it's not. No, no, no it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the other thing we're going to expect. It's Gus versus Mike Shannon for the commissionership of 2019 to 2020. So it's like two years, guys. The fate is in your hands. Do what I'm going to do in May. Vote wisely. All right, you heard that, guys. Vote wisely and vote for the person you think is right for the Federation. And then we keep on forgetting something. It's Sagot Kita, mm-hmm. a brand new Sagot Kita series with Gig Striker. I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. Like We saw him with the Liwanags. We saw him with another... Action star-like guy at the end mm-hmm. of that we've season. Seen him in Maria Zawa. We've seen him in lightsabers. That's, uh, that's something even I don't want to spoil myself with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too. That's too. Sagat Kita is too good of a thing. It's just too good. Yeah, and we'll see that on Saturday as well. And speaking of gigs, where is RG? I don't know, man. Me neither. We RG, might. If you're listen- RG, if you're listening to this, I miss you. We miss you, man, and I hope your thesis is done and it has been submitted. That's why you might be missing. Maybe you might have been using, you know, your time off to... Yeah, to, to, to finish off his studies. I mean, you know, he's very studious. I mean, then again, RG did have a very intense 2018. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So I'm, I understand where he's coming from, but I miss him. Yeah. RG slayed that thesis, beat up that defense, you know... We're we're on we're for you, man. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. PhD, 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 PhD. Yeah. And that said, guys, do not forget this Saturday, 
6 p.m. Mandala Park, Mandaluyong City. If you don't know where it is, it's beside KFC Shaw. It's beside Pure Gold Shaw. It, it, it's it's just here. It's just, it's just here. here, man. Like, all you gotta do is if you're if you're taking the MRT, get off on the Shaw Station, walk through Star Mall, take a jeep, get down at Pure Gold. Go to the area where uh, KFC is and just keep walking down that path. You're going to see a big uh, park area. And on Saturday, there's going to be wrestling rings and lights and the whole shebang. And for those who have watched at 500 Shaw, it's just a walk down from 500 Shaw. That's it. It's that easy, guys. It's literally like two, two minutes away if you're walking, 30 seconds away if you're in a car, Maybe a minute 30 if there's traffic. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you so much, Commissioner Mike Shannon, so for, for me, this one, for this episode. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And thank you so much for covering it. I mean, you, like, you were so cool to come over. You know, I know it's a holiday and everything, but, you know, given all that, it really means a lot that you took the time to reach out and, and have us on your show. So thank you so much. Yes, and thank you for allowing me to cover for the show. Of course. And again, you can catch Commissioner Mike Shannon and the rest of the people of the Manila Verse at MWF on Facebook. That's Manila Wrestling Federation. They also have an insider blog. That's MWFinsiderblog.com. And don't forget, that's also their Twitter handle. MWF Insider. Manila Wrestling Federation on... And, oh, and we have some menus here at Google Bar. Nice. Yes. And, yeah, don't forget, if you can find Google Bar, basically, this is where ringside is. It's where the ring is, and what was that, five years ago? That's where we had our viewing party, and, yeah, that's that's basically where... Yeah, where we're going to be, so... MWF's back home. We're here full circle. And Taloy Ang Laban, Kappa Feds. Taloy Ang Laban, Kappa Feds. Thank you so much. And you can help this site unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel 14. We also have a Twitter that's quite inactive. That's at CH14, all letters, no numbers. But you know what's more active? My Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash jobbertalk. And you can also catch some other slightly not-so-active shows like Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index, Third World Linux, Bodega Nights, and 2019's Young and Upcoming Comeback Podcast of the Year, Radio Norm. Six seasons and a spoken word tour, please. And that's it. Thank you. Peace. Peace.